Welcome to the Dr. Nurse Podcast. My name is Dr. Sandra Pagenta, and I am an advanced nurse practitioner with over 10 years of nursing experience. I want to be your guide into the world of nursing professions. This podcast will showcase career options to encourage nurses to view their degrees with a business mindset. After all, we work in the healthcare business. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journeys as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as entrepreneurs, in academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life, and that looks different for everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's episode, and let's get started with today's guest. On today's episode, we'll be hearing from Ananya Datta. She is an NP burnout coach and a course creator, as well as a per diem pediatric ER advanced nurse practitioner. With over 10 years of nursing experience, including five years as an emergency medicine pediatric NP, Ananya takes pride in supporting newly graduated and seasoned nurse practitioners articulate their value, negotiate their worth, and create generational wealth. She strives to assist NPs in cultivating balanced lives to avoid burnout and thrive in their personal and professional lives. Her mission is to uplift, empower, and advocate for the profession so that NPs lead and create change through healthcare policies, representation in national advisory boards, and workforce support with accessible fellowship training. Her vision is to empower NPs to lead and create sustainable, impactful change by moving the needle forward in patient care as well as the NP profession. She resides in DC and loves traveling the world with the goal of traveling to over 100 countries. Let's hear from Ananya. Ananya, how are you? Welcome to the Dr. Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pagenta. It is a pleasure to be here and speak to you and your audience. So thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So I was looking at your history and you've just got such a great backstory and an interesting career timeline. So let's start with what is your current role and your job title? What do you do for a living? Sure. So I am currently a life and career coach, mainly focused on helping nurse practitioners who feel burned out or are just curious as to know if there's a better way to have balance and boundaries in their life. And so I am dedicated to helping support the next generation of nurse practitioners really find that purpose and balance. So that is my daytime job. And I am also a per diem pediatric nurse practitioner in the emergency department. And I am continuing to work clinically as well. Very cool. So take me back to the beginning of your journey. When did you decide to go to nursing school? And then take us through your degrees. Sure. So I began my nursing journey in undergrad in around 2007, I didn't, you know, have necessarily a nursing kind of aha moment or mentor, but I, you know, started my journey as actually pre-med and I got into that first organic chemistry class and I realized this is just not, this is not for me. And I wanted to really have a more hands-on approach 
approach to taking care of patients. I knew I wanted to do something medical. I do have a family of doctors and it just didn't feel like the next most natural step. I knew that nursing uh, felt just like a fit to me. So I you know, did my undergrad at University of Memphis and I began my nurse externship as a pediatric ICU nurse. And I loved it. I loved the autonomy. I loved the critical thinking skills. I loved the bedside connection with the parents and the patients. And I found myself really wanting more autonomy and more impact in the plan of care. So the next natural step for me was to get my master's in nursing. I went to Columbia and I actually did a dual approach with public health as well. And I wanted to look at things in a broader lens with you know, social inequities, as well as disparities and how they contributed to patients coming to the hospital. So that brought me to my first job as a pediatric nurse practitioner in the emergency department. And that is where my bread and butter, my skills and my foundation has been built. I absolutely love that job. And then, you know, shortly after, Last year, I decided to make the pivot into entrepreneurship. So I became a nursepreneur. Awesome. And throughout your journey from a pediatric nurse to a pediatric, a pediatric ICU nurse, excuse me, and then a pediatric nurse practitioner in the emergency room, how did that help you get to your current role right now? Mm, That's a great question. I think that it really laid the foundation for knowing how to critically think as well as knowing how to understand my value as a nurse practitioner and how we deliver care um, and how we contribute value to the healthcare system. So it allowed me to be efficient, to know how to become indispensable as an NP. And then also on the job, I was able to precept and teach a lot of other new nurse practitioners as well as NP students. And that is where I gained the understanding of how we really don't understand how amazing and valuable we are. So I began teaching and precepting on and off the record and building the momentum to my coaching services now. And as you've been uh, a nurse practitioner coach, what's been one of the things that you've noticed they most need to hear? Mm, I love that question. I think that something across the board that I notice is that nurse practitioners, no matter what track you're in, whether it's pediatric, FNP, adult gero, I think that we often are conditioned to believe that we can't, our earning potential rather is not beyond the bedside, which is absolutely false. I'm here to tell you through my personal experience, as well as that of my colleagues. And I think if anything, this past year with COVID and how frontline workers, as well as nurse practitioners and specialties, you know, we noticed such a um, large volume of furloughs and layoffs, you know, we understand that there is life beyond the bedside. In fact, it's almost something you have to consider whether you're a new nurse practitioner or seasoned and that our earning potential is really infinite. So often I find myself reminding my clients that I work with that you can do nursing on your own terms and you can define what success looks like and it can absolutely be beyond the bedside. So I find myself reiterating that and really holding that vision while nurse practitioners discover that in their journey. I love that. And what I love most about that is I was in a similar place with my son when he was born and I felt like I needed to spend more time with him as he was growing up. And 
I remember the day that I walked into my boss's office and I asked him to have a part-time status at my job. I said, I cannot do full-time anymore. It's draining. It's draining my family. It's taking away time from my son. And so I remember going to my boss nervous that he was going to let me go and say, sorry, we don't have a place for you. And he's like, no, we have a place for you. I'll adjust the schedule. And it wasn't until he had said that to me that I realized I'm valuable. Like Mm -hmm. even at a part-time capacity, I'm still bringing value to my job. They still see me as someone that they like to keep on to work. And it meant a lot. And it also required me to have a mind shift of, wait a minute, I was going to, I was thinking my attending was going to get rid of me and he didn't. He, he was like, absolutely. If that's what you need for your family, let's, let's work around that. And I think that's something that as nurses, you kind of have this all or nothing type mentality. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, it's half of that. It's like, no, you can actually be productive at your job and also spend time with your family and be fulfilled in both. So I think that's a great perspective to keep reminding nurse practitioners of this is such a great field that you do have the option to walk in and say, hey, I need to adjust this or I'm going to adjust this. You know, like you kind of have that power. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the common thread here is that we often get paralyzed by limiting beliefs and the stories we tell ourselves in nursing and nurse practitioning. It is, you know, from the outside looking in, it's hard to understand, but having gone through it, I totally get why we believe that. We're conditioned to believe that being medical and clinical, that is our our only niche and, and expertise. And that's where the earning potential ends. And so we tell ourselves that until you see what's possible. And so that is, you know, my main goal is to show what's possible and really, you know, debunk these limiting beliefs that we hold and we may not intentionally hold, but they do exist. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, that that line that you just said is the heart of the doctor nurse podcast to show that it's possible and to highlight people doing it because I think you're so right. You've got to be reminded, you have to be told, and then you have to be shown. Like, I can show you how to do it. And then you got to go do it yourself. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you remember in nursing school when they were teaching you how to do like hand washing, right? The teacher walks over to the sink. She watches her hands. She sings a little song, happy birthday, whatever song you want to sing to yourself. And then she looks at you and she hands you the soap and she's like, all right, your turn. Let's show show me how to do it. It'll empower you to see somebody else doing um and doing it and you're doing it. Like you are showing nurses, we're not just at the bedside. We're not just in the clinic. We are, we can create our own businesses. We are business people. And I don't think that that training and that, and that mantra gets put in into our teaching. Absolutely Um, not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I think is just wrong. So Anyway, we're going to change that, Ananya. So (laughs) let's do it, girl. All right. So give an example of one of the biggest successes that you've had in your career. I love these questions. So I would have to say that whenever I'm able to feel that I've truly made a positive and empowering impact on another nurse practitioner where I see her light up and take, you know, full radical responsibility for her earning potential, which I believe is really our ticket to be able to leverage and bargain more, then that is where I feel 
that my purpose has been really fulfilled. And I know that sounds pretty cheesy and corny, but the first time I helped someone negotiate a salary and her be able to get exactly what she asked for was the first time my eyes were open to what's possible. If I can help myself and then prove that and help someone else, who else and how many more people can I help? That's the first time that opened me up. So I would have to say really being able to have that ripple effect and seeing, you know, nurse practitioners step out of their comfort zones and take that, you know, empowerment and, you know, take that next step has been the biggest accomplishment in my trajectory and in my NP journey. Oh, that's cool. So what about a challenge? What's something that you looked back and you thought, man, that was a really tough mountain to overcome, but I did it. I would have to say that the challenges that come with being an advanced provider and really having to show your value to your employer in multiple different ways. So an example, a specific one that comes to mind is we onboarded myself and another nurse practitioner. We onboarded 10 new nurse practitioners at my previous employer. And a challenge was you know, initially we were not getting any compensation for that. It was a whole new curriculum and a new program without any previous president that we were creating from scratch and really not, you know, having the backing and the support that I know that our physician colleagues would have if if it was in the same position and really understanding that the work that we're doing is really setting up the next onboarding of a nurse practitioner to succeed. Then going back to our chief and explaining this is a legacy we're leaving and really articulating why we feel we should be compensated in different ways. I think that was a challenge initially around our mindset to first understand, no, we are creating a legacy and we should be compensated. I think that was probably the biggest challenge and hurdle. Ultimately, we were able to be on the same page, but I think that that's something across the board is our intellectual property is not valued. First, because we personally don't recognize how valuable it is. And then number two, being able to reinforce that and show our employers the intellectual property and how much we can really accomplish and our worth and value in the system. So I would say that that's probably an ongoing fight. Yeah. And you know, there's this book that I read called Think Like a Breadwinner, Mm -hmm. and it's by Jennifer Barrett. And it is an interesting book on the story of a female breadwinner of her home. We kind of talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but she she describes in the book that women tend to do a lot of work for free. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, what's she talking about? Like, and then she says, she started looking at her career and she's like, I was doing these things in my job, and I wasn't receiving any compensation for it. I was just doing it. And I was taking it on almost kind of like the mother hen, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's like, I just noticed it was like, I did all of the she gave an example of like something that she was doing. Oh, like ordering the notepads for the practice or whatever job she was doing. She's like, I just took care of it. And she's like, but that really wasn't my job. It wasn't my job description. And it was taking away from the things that I could have been doing to be more productive and to further advance my career or whatever it was. And so she had to start prioritizing. Like I can't, I can't spend time doing that because it takes away from me being productive with my actual work. And it was kind of an interesting thing to kind of sit back and reflect on and just be like, 
as women, I think we tend to do that. We set ourselves in positions where we just do work for free because we just kind of think we have to. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great to just challenge that and just say, hey, listen, that isn't going to be work I do for free. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just not, we, there's a value to that. And I think that that should be a compensated thing. So it's a really great book. It, it challenged a lot of things that I had had in my mind to go, yeah, we need to, you know, speak up and challenge the system because men are not afraid to do it. And in this field of nursing, which is predominantly females, especially when we get into that nurse practitioner role, we've got to do more advocacy for the work that we do and getting that recognized. Absolutely. Hundred percent. So those were great examples of both. Thank you. And along the way, did you have any mentors? Anybody that kind of came alongside you and really made a difference in your career? Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, you know, all of us can attest to really being where we are because we've had amazing people open doors for us, and that is definitely been my case for sure. I think I've had a multiple mentors, you know, throughout NP school, whether they were my preceptors who were really invested in my growth and saw something in me and held a vision for me before I could even see it. And so I definitely had a lot of great preceptors along my nurse practitioner rotations. And then in the last year and a half or so, I would say that Elle Pearson, as she is the owner of Healthcare Consultant Academy, she was the first nurse I have met who was doing nursepreneurship. And then I met Katie Harris and Jill Weberding, who also embody nursepreneurship. And that was the first time my mind was open to what we can do as nurse entrepreneurs and that this is a full on business and empire. So I would say that the impact it has made in terms of really giving me the courage and confidence to also follow that and build my own dreams, I would say has made the greatest impact in my career and my journey. Very cool. And what advice do you have for a brand new nurse who's sitting at graduation? She has a diploma in her hand. Probably not because I don't think they give you the diploma. But anyway, you know, like you're just sitting there with a the diploma. You've got the world all in front of you. What advice would you give her starting off in the beginning of her career? Oh, I love this question so much. I would say that the level of expertise that you have to never undervalue and to know that, you know, while the experience you're going to get from your employer in the setting that you work in is invaluable, that the true value is absolutely internal and that you will never, you know, I'm taking a, a stance here. You will never get paid by your employer, your true worth. And I challenge you to consider ways that you can create those opportunities for yourself from day one, rather than in the face of a pandemic when, you know, things are becoming actualized, but rather from day one, knowing that you hold the power to that and no one else can want something more for you than yourself. Yeah, that's really good. Thinking that, I mean, I always tell my patients that like, no one cares about you more than you care about yourself. Like they'll come into the clinic and they'll be like, so what meds are you taking? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, so you need to know because no one's going to care more about you than you. So it's just, it's that same concept of like, you have to realize that a hospital isn't going to care about you as much as 
you and your family are going to care about you. So take care of yourself first and whatever that looks like, if that's working per diem or working PRN or, you know, finding those side hustles and those side gigs because side hustling is where it's at in so many, in so many ways, but also just finding your calling and finding the things that get you fired up because then you won't feel like you're working. You'll feel like you are contributing on top of getting paid for it, which is, I think, the best thing that you can do is find a calling and find your calling and then do it in a way that is meaningful. And yeah, I think that's really cool. So the last part of the interview is the rapid fire questions. Dun, dun, dun. So we're going to do them really quick. And here we go. First one, what's your most used emoji? Ooh, probably the, the hearts and the eyes. <laughs> and what are you currently reading? I am reading an amazing book called We Should All Be Millionaires by the amazing Rachel Rogers. And it is one of the best books I've read. So definitely check it out. Ah, and what's one thing you're most excited about in 2021? I'm excited to really take my business to the next level and serve more nurse practitioners and make a a bigger impact. I have big visions, big goals, and I'm ready to see the needle move in there. Fantastic. Well, it was so wonderful talking with you. Thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing what you're doing and sharing where your heart is in nursing. I know it'll be an inspiration to those listening. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, this is the end of our time together. I really hope you enjoyed the chat. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is on Instagram, so please follow us there for any updates on new podcasts and other inspirational information to help you on your own journey. You can message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career professions you are interested in hearing about. I'll do my best to find them. And as always, thanks for listening. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or other professional advice or services.